the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Ready? It's time for Milberger's Gardening, South Texas. Two hours of gardening facts and fun with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch. To be a part of the show, call 308-8867. That's 308-8867. Or toll free at 866-308-8867. And now, live from Milberger's Landscape and Nursery at 1604 and Bulverde Road, here's your host, Milton Blake. Good afternoon. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 930 AM, The Answer. It's a pretty day out here at Millburgers, 1604 on Bull Road, and we encourage you to come on out and visit with us. There are so many people out here, including the Boy Scouts, who are out here selling popcorn, so you can visit with them and get some popcorn. Lots of people are taking advantage of the uh, early Mays and having fun with the kids, and um, that's going to, little by little, that'll get more and more... Um, it just sounded funny. Little by little, more and more. Uh, it'll be more and more completed, so uh, we kinda keep, we'll, we'll keep telling you more about that. More attractions? More stuff, yes. The train will soon be rolling by. The terror train. <laughs> but, yeah, lots of fun stuff. With Roger screaming on the front. Huh? Screaming at everybody. He's an equal opportunity. <laughs> well, maybe, he, you know, he's aged another year. Maybe. No. Maybe he will be calm. Don't don't hold out that hope, Jeff. <laughs> I guess is it, was it true that he was out here practicing his screaming and all? Yeah, that? yeah. Getting yeah. to learn his route so that he can just concentrate on. One he doesn't make his throat, throat sore all the. I think he does. I'll scare the children. He I think he does. Does, does get, get their sore throat. Yeah, yeah. He does get hoarse. <laughs> but then they've got a, the the number two driver is nearly as uh, vociferous as uh, yeah. The um, I remember last Saturday, I talked about my one blooming Sinisa, uh-huh. and I was mocked. That's funny, I don't remember that. <laughs> you don't remember that, do you? Yeah. No? I, I was mocked by, by people saying, that, is that it? That's all you got? That's nothing. And yet, what we what did we get on Thursday? We got rain. <laughs> yeah, we got a... Actually, we got rain on Saturday, too, If we uh, Sunday, uh, yeah, a little bit. bit. Well, we got a Selma in the shirts half area. inch at the airport and, wow. and in my neighborhood, uh, uh, too. So. And Jerry got a little more. Yeah. The rain really liked him. <laughs> my uh, bird bath was overflowing. Mm. And that's that's an indication of an inch or more. Yeah, well, it's nice even. Oh, really? Wow. That's yeah. great. It was quick. It's nice not to have to fill it up the second oh, time. Oh, yeah, yeah. But uh, speaking of your Sinisa, as I was was walking in, they've got the Sinisa bunched up uh, over there by the roses uh, together, all together. And uh, they've got regular Sinisa with uh, the Lowry's Legacy Sinisa. Oh, boy. Can you tell the difference? Oh, yeah. (laughs) And uh, it's only one. 
Only one left over there in Gallon. And uh, it's full bloom. Uh, those blue flowers. Huh. Next to the the regular one that we see, the purple flower. Well, in my neighborhood, it's just kind of the opposite. Uh, one of the uh, old, older ones was full of bloom, a big, you know, seven foot tall. And in fact, is older Sinisa or yeah, little older like Sinisa? Okay. And it's shaded quite a bit, shaded. So it surprised me, but it's yeah, full, full of bloom. But my two uh, Lowry that uh, were just. I think this is the second growing season. Neither one of them was showing huh. any indication. Then full sun? Full sun. Blasting. Wow. Yeah, so they're, they've they got a mind of their own, all the species. Yeah. Maybe they're waiting for the heavy rains to bloom. Yeah, or maybe, yeah, they, maybe they're taking a break. <laughs> going on. <clears throat> or maybe, maybe it was just a confusing forecast, like yeah. the, the hurricane forecast. <laughs> You well, know, uh, said maybe they got uh, thought that was coming to Alabama and said yeah. there. <laughs> well, the reason I got so much rain is I uh, one of those small cells went through uh, Leon Valley and no. uh, in that area, and I, I think that's why I got so much. But uh, and it, it was you'll, you'll accept it though, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. My my yard perked up. Mm-hmm. I was I was getting scared about my yard because <laughs> it was so brown. But uh, I'm sure that's uh, saved it or at least helped it or whatever. And uh, I was, I, it saved me from watering my citrus again. Uh, Calvin got a deal in the, in the paper about uh, <clears throat> in, in this week in the garden in today's, in today's paper, talking about if shrubs and trees planted within the last two to three years, two or three years, Wilt in the drought, run the hose at the plant's base for an hour or more to moisten the root ball every two weeks until the rain starts. And uh, my citrus is older than that, but it's on shallow if no oh, soil. Yeah. No reservoir, yeah. <laughs> and so, uh, uh, again, I watched the Asian jasmine wilt. <clears throat> and when it, and my Asian gentleman in the front that I didn't water because it wasn't under the tree, uh, it perked back up after uh-huh. the rain. I get a satsuma, my most productive satsuma, that <clears throat> wil- that wilted, uh, and then the viburnum was just traditionally wilts. And uh, <laughs> you won't believe the one other one that. Uh, uh, oh, it's the one with yellow flowers, the deer proof. Uh, uh, Thoralis? With the bear? Thoralis. Oh, yeah. okay. Thoralis wilted pretty severely, too. So, But, of course, all of them responded to that half inch. Of rain, oh, yeah. Half inch of rain. It's amazing how, how much a little bit of rain will, will help a lot. And it depends on the uh, how it came down, too. I guess it came came down uh, hard enough that it didn't get in a, Didn't run off? Didn't get run off, and there wasn't much intercepted. Yeah. So it was pretty efficient. Everything was pretty dry. Yeah, an efficient half inch for sure. Hey, let's go right to the phone lines. Mike has a question for us at 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. Hey, Mike, welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How you doing today? Well, I'm doing pretty good, but I wanted to know 
y'all's opinion on the very best fig just to pick it straight off the tree and eat it. Oh. All of them are like that. <laughs> uh, the, 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 I think the sweetest fig is uh, Celeste, is the little sugar fig. They call it the little sugar fig. It's very yeah. small. Well, I don't uh, care about the size. I, I'm worried more about the taste. Probably the uh, the the most versatile and the one, one that's been grown around here so long is brown turkey. Yeah, that's if you can get the true brown turkey. Uh, but well, uh, both both of those Celeste and brown turkey are pretty good figs. Yeah. Well, I've got the improved brown turkey, and it's all right, but it's not as good as some of the figs I've eaten straight off the tree before. Okay. A, yeah, I think I think you're right. I don't think it is as sweet. It's probably a little more reliable, but uh, but but I'm, sometimes figs seem a little even too sweet. Yeah, yeah. That uh, Dr. Stein, uh, Larry Stein from uh, Casterville, he. he uh, he thinks sweet, figs are too sweet. Uh-huh. Well, being a uh, sugar-craving diabetic that I am, they don't make us your fig too cheap. sweet. Yeah. Well, I like them. I'd rather have that than a candy bar if it's a good fig. Oh, yeah. Well, I, I kind of like, would like both. <laughs> you, you, you limit yourself, huh? But, uh, well, I like I like walking out in the yard and just going up to a tree and getting what I want right off the tree. Oh, yeah. We all do. Yeah. And so so do the beetles, hardback beetles. And so fruit, do the uh, fruit beetles. And so do the uh, mockingbirds and blue jays. <laughs> yeah, yeah and right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They appreciate it. Um, yeah, I think I, I but if agree you, if, with Jerry's assessment. Yeah, yeah, if you've got a brown turkey, you said you had a brown turkey already? I, improved. I've got what's yeah, what's called the improved brown turkey, which is a great big old fig, and it's pretty good, but it's not as good as some I've eaten. Improved brown turkey. Hmm. I wonder if it's the true brown turkey. Are the leaves deeply cut like a like a turkey foot? Yes, and uh, the figs are great big old figs. Some of the biggest figs I've seen. Really? Are they on the uh, old wood or the new wood? Oh, uh, the new wood. The new wood. Okay. Yep. Where'd you get it? I bought it at uh, Fanix, and it last year or this last winter it froze back all the way to the ground, and then it has come back, and uh, it put on figs this year. Uh, not as many as I wanted, but it did put on figs, and and they're they're good eating. I mean, they're not bad figs. I'm not going to throw them away, but they're just not as sweet as other yeah. figs I've eaten in the past. I think you'll be happy with Celeste. Okay, I'll try that. Uh, and uh, the, the fact that it froze back and came back and had figs this year indicates that it's the true brown turkey. Okay. Ooh, the, the new growth. Yeah, the new growth. Uh, there's only two or three varieties of figs that will do that. 
uh, freed back to the ground or cut them back to the ground, and uh, they'll have uh, figs the the following year. And brown turkey's one of them. Yeah, I thought it was dead, and lo and behold, it it got a little water on it, and it came back. Yeah, yeah. Uh, That's a true brown turkey. Try, try, Try Celeste. Okay, Celeste or a little sugar fig. Like okay. I say, the fig the figs are small, but they're sweet as sugar. Yeah, well, like I say, the the taste is the main thing to me. There you go. All right. All right. Thanks, Mike. Thanks for calling. Thank you. you think the yeah, you, thank you y'all. think this uh, Cub Scout leader and this Cub Scout are related? No. They might be. Hey, you go, y'all want to tell us? <laughs> yeah. Be on the air and tell us what you're doing here. Uh, <laughs> he brought it. He brought his uh, his uh, spokesperson. Yeah. Yeah. So we're out here selling at Melburgers for the Boy Scouts of America, okay. uh, selling popcorn, Good. Um, and just trying to raise some monies for the Scouts of America to do all the things that we get to do to build the leadership and characters of these young men as they become our leaders for the future. All right. So if you want to come out and support us at Melburgers, come on by. You can shop some plants and. And get some popcorn to snack on while you're making those plants. There, there you go. go. So it nice. includes. Well, what's your favorite popcorn? Yeah. What's your favorite? <laughs> He's thinking. Caramel corn. Caramel corn. Oh, oh excellent. Too. excellent is, choice. That is a good choice, or the salted caramel is my favorite. No. So. <laughs> what's the, what's no, the best the seller? Boy Scouts include young men and women now, though. Yes, we do accept boys and girls ah, cool. now. Any 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 girls in your, in your troop? Uh, we have two that are signed up. Cool. So that's the first. That's yeah. neat. Congratulations. Good work. Yeah, so we're, we're trying to expand. Sounds good. Are, well, you, are you a leader? I am the Cub Master for this. Pack. All right. So and I, is it Troop? or uh, It's it's Pack 70. Pack 70. Uh, we're in conjunction with Troop 70. Okay. Boy Scouts, so. Uh-huh. So. And does Pack Seventy have a mascot or anything? or? Um, not a mascot, no, but we have different... So he's a different level. So he's a bear. So, and then we have. Ah, gotcha. See that. Something new last year is they started out with kindergartners now because it used to be first grade and up. Now they can do kindergartens and those are lions. Oh, okay. The kids starting young. Well, thank you for your service. Sure, thank you, (laughs) Scoutmaster. Oh, oh. <laughs> Thanks. Thank you for coming by. All right, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. Yep, he was determined. He was not going to talk. Well, he, <laughs> Caramel corn was all he was going to say. Yeah, he wasn't sure until yeah. we started asking those questions, I guess. <laughs> but uh, they sure, certainly looked alike, didn't they? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Dad and son. Yeah. All right, 210-308-8867. There's a line open right now at 210-308-8867. we got a little doggy riding in the wagon. That's a smart doggy. <laughs> he, can, he can see better from out there. Yeah. He's a little doggy. Uh, the, <laughs> uh, Neil Ferris got a nice picture in the paper today, and... Uh, and uh, his first question is, Mexican petunias are beautiful and determined to spread. <laughs> That's true. And uh, that picture shows a massive, if you're looking at that picture in the paper, the, one, the main one he shows is on one side of the fence. And if you look carefully to the edge of the picture, 
you see the one on the other side of the fence, too. So they spread all over the place. These are the the full size now. Then he also brings up on there yeah. the, at the dwarf and, uh, Ruelia, we, like they're out in front of us yeah. on, on sale, aren't they? Yeah. Uh, we don't. But I don't they, they look good. They're pink blooms or white blooms or purple. Now they they are uh, spread enough to fill in your ground cover area, but they don't take over. Oh, and, they do. I didn't see that white. They have got yeah, white. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, we tell a tell a story. Uh, we've told it several times about when we planted one of the the new extension service sites uh, out there, what it was, Wurzbach Parkway or someplace, I think, and we planted all the Xeriscape plants, including the Ruelia, the, the tall Mexican The tall Bertie. one, the big one. Huh? Yeah, and it was the, I, I think it was the second growing season that we noted that the, in the in the direction of the prevailing wind, <laughs> that there were all these new uh, Mexican petunia plants <laughs> across the street into yeah. the apartment <laughs> buildings and down the so yeah, we, it wants to it wants to spread. Yeah, we got we. It actually pops those seeds almost like blue bonds. Yeah, they were they were sighting it. They pop like ten feet. Do they uh, wait. They wait for rain. Is that what Laura heard when uh, she was watering the? I don't know. Yeah. Do they? But they can, throw the seed. Can you hear them pop? Yeah. yeah. Okay. But we made a we organized a quick team of master gardeners to remove the seed source. So oh, nobody did they, we, nobody <laughs> know where they came from. Oh, okay. Well, speaking of things that are on sale and for sale, uh, Millburgers is featuring fall garden mums in the six-inch pot, a wide variety of sizes, shapes, and colors for three ninety-nine or ten. For mass planting and instant color for $35. Fall vegetables are on sale for $1.99 each. Uh, that includes uh, like broccoli, Brussels sprouts, cabbage, kale, cauliflower, squash, and more. Uh, petunias are on sale, regularly $29 in the four inch pot, now just $0.88 cents each. Lantana is on sale in the one gallon container. Oh, this is the $3.88 special. Regularly six ninety nine. Lantana is now three eighty eight, and they've got some good selections. But uh, uh, you may not want to. For best selection, you may want to hurry over here. Uh, fall fruit trees. Fresh shipments have arrived. Now's the time to plant. In the five gallon container, they're on sale for twenty nine eighty eight. They got some beautiful, wonderful uh, stocking of uh, citrus. Yeah, they mentioned the citrus I mean, came all, in too. All the way along that fence there, all the way out to the butterfly garden. Now, did, did anybody notice? The, well, I'm sure they have the Florida King and the June Gold and the uh, La Valenciana, our favorite, our three favorites, and the peaches. Yeah. Let's see. Uh, pecans have also arrived in the seven gallon container for seventy four. Uh, seventy four eighty dollars. Seventy four dollars and eighty eight cents. Uh, Purple Flash, the Texas superstar ornamental pepper. Yeah, we talked about ornamental peppers last last week, about how they're good for fall. They're really good for fall, and they they are edible. And um, it's on sale for four eighty eight in the one gallon container. Ground covers are being featured on sale in the four inch pot for ninety eight cents each, including Asian jasmine, lyra rope. Uh, monkey grass and dwarf monkey grass, and pre-emergent weed control on sale too for nineteen ninety-nine in the eight-pound uh, bag. Yeah, get it in if you're gonna. If you were bothered by the, the weeds last winter, you got a a few days. You got a chance now to block them this winter. 
But it's got to be done pretty quick. Yeah. Because this, uh, this weather is going to break, and then they're going to start germinating, and you'll miss your chance. Yeah, Calvin says in his, uh, this week in the garden, it says apply pre-emergent herbicide, such as uh, a maize and dimension now to prevent winter weeds such as thistle, dandelion, bed straw, henbit, rescue grass, and annual bluegrass. That annual bluegrass is what's so pretty in my yard, right? Well, and yeah, and I and I like the rescue grass <laughs> as part as part of the sustainable winter lawn. There you go. But not everybody does. You, 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 really? You, yeah, you notice that they don't even like henbit. I mean, uh, they don't the her, like, her her horse herb, horse herb too. Yeah, it's yeah. part important part of that winter garden. <laughs> hey, we're going to take a quick break. While we do, you give us a call, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch. I'm Milton Glick. We're back live from Millburgers at 1604 and Bull 40 Road right after this on 930 AM, The Answer. Hey, it's Milton Glick for Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 and Bow Road. Hey, listen, it's time for fall gardening, and that means fall and winter vegetable gardening, and it means fall is time for planting of trees, especially if you're interested in fruit trees and citrus trees, because right now at Millburgers, hundreds of fruit and citrus trees have arrived just in time for fall planting. Here's something that'll make you feel good about that. When Millburgers orders these plants, the plants they sell you at the nursery at 1604 on Bull Road, they consult with the experts to make sure these fruit trees and these citrus trees are trees that do well in South Texas. So you can go in with confidence knowing you're getting a great product. And coming up on September 21st, that's next Saturday over at Millburgers, it's Fall and Winter Vegetable Gardening taught by David Rodriguez. This free seminar is going to be from Saturday from 1030 until noon over at Millburgers at 1604 on Bull Road. And for more information, go to MillburgerNursery.com. What would happen if you didn't show up for work tomorrow, for the next couple of days, for a week? What about a month, a year? How soon before you'd lose everything you've worked so hard for in a fraction of the time it took you to earn it? If this fear keeps you up at night, it's time to learn the strategies we teach at Lifestyles Unlimited. You can start with the workshop. Go to LifestylesUnlimitedWorkshop.com and find your true financial peace. Like so many of our members already have, Go to LifestylesUnlimitedWorkshop.com. Tens of thousands of American retirees trust Bob Carlson's advice, but almost none believed him when he came forward with his latest bombshell, a way to collect up to 76% more on every Social Security check you get and create a lifetime monthly income stream 100% tax-free. To his readers, the idea seemed too good to be true. So Bob has made it his mission to give retirees and future retirees the full story, a retirement strategy that's fully approved by the IRS despite less than 1% of Americans knowing enough to use it. Nobel Prize winning economist and MIT professor Robert Merton says this strategy will become one of the key means of funding retirement in the future. So if you're concerned about having enough money in retirement, you owe it to yourself to read Bob Carlson's full briefing, The Retiree's Ultimate Secret Weapon. It's completely free. Just go to www.retirementsecretweapon.com and you'll get this blockbuster new report from America's number one retirement expert, Bob Carlson. As soon as you log on to retirementsecretweapon.com, that's www.retirementsecretweapon.com. 
The bride is radiant, the groom is nervous, they say I do, and the preacher says you may kiss the bride. The tears of joy flow, these are the moments you'll treasure forever. The artistry of David Pizzat Photographers captures these moments in the most beautiful way possible. Right now, you can get David Pizzat's premier wedding package, valued at $5,500 for only $3,500, on the Marketplace page at 930amtheanswer.com. And welcome back to No Burgers Gardening South Texas on 930 AM. The answer, take a second to talk to you about Spider-Man termite and pest control. And I always forget to talk about the termite part, but if you're worried about that and or if you want to have peace of mind knowing you don't have termites, then you want to give Spider-Man a call at 210-656-3721 so they can get you on a system uh, to make sure those termites stay away or if you've got them now to make sure they get rid of them. And that's a, a big issue uh, when it comes to uh, your home. And uh, they can be hiding behind stuff. They can be uh, unseen and causing damage. So you want to let Spider-Man come on over and uh, take care of that and make sure that he's uh, he's going to, He's going to make sure that you're you're protected from those termites and do it year after year. Spider-Man termite and pest control, uh, 210-656-3721, 210-656-3721 on the web at GoSpiderManPest.com, GoSpiderManPest.com. Yeah, don't wait till your pictures fall off the wall. Yeah, that must have been depressing for, for Forrest. <laughs> I can't imagine well, that that happened in uh, in my house too. Oh, really? Uh, in Jeremy's room. Wow. Uh, picture this. I don't know whether 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 they like behind pictures or what, but uh, the picture fell off the wall. <laughs> the screw came loose that was holding. And how did you find out that was termites? Because you must have been kind of like, what 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 was this? <laughs> huh? Well, we looked, and uh, when you can. Punch your finger into the wall. Oh, wow. And uh, the little white wigglers in there. Yeah. <laughs> I've got a new bug. Good for you. What you it's, got? It's, it's, like, it's like a it's a little smaller than a mature roach, and it's hardback. It's got, it's got a hardback, and it's black and uh, elongated, about the, a little bit... Uh, uh, shorter and uh, less wide than a, than a mature roach. There's, I don't know what it is. Yeah, there are several uh, species of roaches, too, that... Um, yeah, Warren, well, if you're listening. You mean this could be a new roach? Could be. There's, I think there's <laughs> as many as three species that All uh, right. regularly... Yeah, uh, Warren, if you're listening, call us. <laughs> I've got a... I've got a new species of roach. Well, they've, no, they've yeah. been breeding. And, uh, yeah, they've been. Uh, I've got a hybrid roach. Getting stronger. Yeah, and any, anybody else that wants to get in that roach club, all you got to do is get get some pets and uh, feed your dogs regularly. And, uh, there you go. Have them tracking stuff in. And, I'm sticking with the Sinisa. <laughs> the, these bugs are pretty fun to kill. Because they, they crunch when you step on them. Yeah. You know, if you step on a roach, it just kind of squashes. But these things crackle. 
Like an acorn. Like an acorn. Hey, there's yes, a, sir. Yeah. Program, <laughs> a, pro, a program on Monday. Uh, Guardian yeah, Volunteers of South Texas, uh, their uh, monthly uh, education program, and they were all excited about it. They're going to have uh, uh, folks from, uh, it runs from uh, uh, noon to 3 p.m. Right. at the San Antonio Garden, Garden Center. And the San Antonio River Authority is going to uh, provide a uh, speaker and talk about the, the, the river and uh, native plants and uh, the changes and how to use the, how to use the river, enjoy it, and how to, if you want to be part of the uh, protection team for the river, they'll talk about that too. And uh, a lot of you are familiar with uh, uh, Lee Marlowe, uh, both Jerry and I are familiar. She's an excellent speaker and an authority on that the river uh, San Antonio River Education Program. So she'll be uh, she'll be talking. She's the ecologist from and Hillary Lilly. Hillary Lilly. And so it's let's be see. That uh, Herbal, and then Jerry's favorite, the giant uh, blue hyssop. All right, Herb of the Year program. Leslie Bigums will Bigum will be talking about that. Uh, she's uh, secretary of the San Antonio Herb Market Association, VP and event chair. Um, so she'll be the second speaker. And remember, uh, if you're curious about the Gardening Volunteers of South Texas, this program the third week, third Monday of every month is a good t- place to go to to see what programs and educational events they've got scheduled. And you can participate, and you can choose how much you want to participate. Plus, they're going to have some uh, potluck food there, which is always uh, pretty generous and uh, good food. They request a $5 donation, but uh, it's not necessary. Right. So please check it out, and then let us know what you think yeah. about it. Yeah, we need to. Have you all gotten any reports on Cultivate from last week? No, I haven't heard. Okay. Um, if you went to Cultivate, we want to hear from you. I some I saw some maybe it was on the internet that the uh, a report that the, there was a uh, good attendance and uh, uh, a lot of folks but it'd be better if we got a formal report here on the show. Good deal. All right, two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven, two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. The B the B study people are back. Are they going to have a? <laughs> Uh, on Friday, September the 20th, the Bear County Extension Office, and Friday, October the 11th, mm-hmm. the San Antonio Botanical Garden. Uh, so they're, they're talking about, uh, uh, you, you, you register, you can register online, uh, and so, uh, they learn about beekeeping. Cool. You ever thought about keeping bees for ag exemption mm-hmm. purposes, pollination as a hobby, or just environmental stewardship? I always kept them for the honey. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm not sure. I, I why didn't know I was doing that environmental stewardship. Yeah, I didn't know. I don't know why they don't bring the honey up. No, I don't know. This, uh, this class would uh, starts all that you need to get started. What materials to buy, where to buy, types of suits, where to buy bees, 
see, I, uh, because you can buy bees, I thought maybe you could buy uh, Purple Martins. Uh, so I never could find a sword. Uh, what to do and when you get your bees, basics of what the hive should look like that first year. Come with little to no knowledge and leave with tons. Mm, and be prompt. Yeah. Uh, so the, that's uh, September the 20th class. Field days on Saturday, September the 21st. Two sessions. Sunday, September 22nd, and both morning sessions. Expect about two hours for a field day. Only 15 maximum people per session. And uh, on the 20th, the location is going to be Leon Springs area. At Singic Loop and Bernie Stage Road. And uh, October the 11th, the field days are on uh, October 11th after the class the botan- at the Botanical Garden. And October 12th at Leon Spring. Must have bees up there. Expect two hours for the field day, maximum of 12 per session. So uh, they've got 15 per session on September, September the 20th, and then on October the 11th, they only got 12. So uh, you need to call call in, I guess, to call in the extension office uh, and get signed up for that right away. I think you can go to their website, too. Yeah. Get extension, more information. Extension website. There's another program, too, by the Gardening Volunteers of South Texas. The, today is the design school. Oh, yeah. The one at the Pearl. Maybe we'll get a report on that, too, later or tomorrow. Uh, but they, uh, they have a similar program on October 5th, and it'll be at the Botanical Gardens. The design school uh, covers uh, oh, improving your soil, what plants to pick, how to have an efficient, environmentally appropriate landscape and having a very attractive landscape in addition to lectures it includes a individual uh, discussion session on just you and the experts so they can talk about the specific questions you have on your landscape $30 fee per individual and uh, $50 for two of you if you're from the same same household and that's uh, that's on the uh, October 5th yeah at uh, the Botanical Garden. One today, 8.30 to 1.30. Yeah, today's almost over, but the uh, one on the on the 5th is uh, 8.30 to 1.30 as well. Right, right. They'll go to the uh, uh, Gardening Volunteer website, and you can get more information, and you can sign up. The one on the 5th, did you say San Antonio Botanical Garden? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they got a nice, nice location over there. Yeah, nice and then uh, Milton. Um, yeah, there's two vegetable programs on the 21st. Yeah, there's the one here at Millburgers that Milton talked about. David is going to give it as uh, from 10:30 uh, to noon, mm-hmm. and then I'll be given one that starts a little earlier, starts at 9:30 and runs to 11 a.m. That's another free program that's co-sponsored by Millburgers. It's over there in the medical center area. So if you uh, garden in that area, live out there, a uh, free program, uh, thir- uh, 6802 Dorothy Louise Drive. And it uh, 
is uh, you go down Babcock to Dorothy Louise, and then you just turn into the Dream Hill Estates neighborhood, and there'll be signs everywhere uh, that you can, so you can find the, the program. No charge. Everybody that attends gets a free uh, broccoli plant to start their garden. And that's where, that's where it's going for, just to get that. Yeah, they uh, don't say that now. I don't want them showing up and uh. grabbing their broccoli. Uh, but there'll be there'll also be a handout, one of my uh, past articles on vegetable growing. Lots of different vegetables to choose from now. Uh, and if you want more, if you aren't able to go to either David's program or the program I'm offering on uh, that 21st, uh, PlantAnswers.com has lots lots of information there right. and a number of uh, articles are available. Uh, so you can gather that information. Right. So let's see if I've got all that. If you uh, want more information, you can just call 210-382-4455. And for more information on the Millburgers program, go to millburgernursery.com, millburgernursery.com, and that'll even tell you about the upcoming kids' class, too. So millburgernursery.com. I've got a sad announcement. Oh, no. We've lost another great nurseryman. Uh, Joe Tokini. Oh, really? Last week died, huh. and he he uh, operated Greengate Nursery over in Seguin for years, two locations I think. Uh, Joe, uh, he he was in, he was one of the original nurserymen that I got to know, and uh, and he was a, a founding member of. Uh, San Antonio Nurseman Association, which eventually became uh, TNLA, Texas Nurseman Landscape Association. And uh, he was 90 years old. And uh, they're going to have a, that's uh, Joe Tokini, and they're going to have a memorial service at uh, 5 a.m. on, 5 a.m., I guess today. 5 a.m. today at the Tress Hewitt Hewitt Mortuary. So 5 a.m. to what, Jerry? It's already noon. 5 p.m. Oh, 5 yeah, p.m. Was... <laughs> 5 p.m. on Saturday, tomorrow, to, to, today. Uh, that that's just uh, just off 123, a little south of town, and uh, so uh, I I didn't realize he was. Because I, first of all, didn't realize he was that old, and second of all, I didn't realize he was in uh, that bad of health. But uh, he 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 was a good friend with uh, Greg Grant, and uh, he he loved figs. He was a collector of figs, and uh, uh, he had loved figs, and uh, and he did he grew some beautiful bougainvilleas. I think I think Millburger used to uh, used to buy some stuff from him, but uh, we're gonna miss Joe. He was a unique character, uh-huh. to say the least. And uh, as as we uh, the years pass, we f- we find more and more of the horticulturists and related uh, folks to the uh, gardening program in this area that were unique characters. Yeah, yeah, some really excellent. Leaders and uh, initiators, and uh, uh, of course, great believers in in gardening. Oh yeah, they said uh, 
the word I got it was that his family is going to carry on the the, the nursery. Uh-huh. So people in Green in uh, Seguin, I, I think that was the main nursery in Seguin, Greengate Nursery. So uh, I wonder if is that the only one now? There was for. I don't know of any other. There was a competing for a while, I think. Yeah. Uh, well, the, uh, he actually competed with himself for a while. He he originally had it right across from Pape's Pecan Place, out on one, uh, 123. And uh, he sold out, and uh, sold out to uh, a gentry, I think. And... Uh, the, then uh, he had to take the place back when he was older. When he, he was up in age, and he took the place back. And he also opened a, a, a place out further, I guess, north. Yeah, of, over uh, by... 123. Yeah, that's the one I remember when I was with the uh, sanitary water system. We did a lot of water conservation programs. yeah. The, with his, his nursery cooperating. He was a good one. Another good one. Well, on that note, let's take a quick break. While we do, give us a call, 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. we got more of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up live from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Boulevard Road on 930 AM, The Answer. Hey, it's Milton Glick from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 Ambo Road. Hey, listen, it's time for fall gardening, and that means fall and winter vegetable gardening, and it means fall is time for planting of trees, especially if you're interested in fruit trees and citrus trees, because right now at Millburgers, hundreds of fruit and citrus trees have arrived just in time for fall planting. Here's something that'll make you feel good about that. When Millburgers orders these plants, the plants they sell you at the nursery at 1604 on Boulevardy Road, They consult with the experts to make sure these fruit trees and these citrus trees are trees that do well in South Texas. So you can go in with confidence knowing you're getting a great product. And coming up on September 21st, that's next Saturday, over at Millburgers, it's Fall and Winter Vegetable Gardening taught by David Rodriguez. This free seminar is going to be from Saturday from 1030 until noon over at Millburgers at 1604 on Bull Road. And for more information, go to millburgernursery.com. Are you a writer who's devoted your time to writing a book with Christian morals behind it but need help to get it published? Maybe you wrote a children's book, your memoirs, a devotional, or a mystery with strong moral values at its core. Covenant Books has helped faith-based authors publish, edit, and sell their books through Christian bookstores and major online book retailers. Plus, if you call now at 800-580-1838, we're offering a free author's information kit to help you through the publishing process. Our experienced and dedicated staff will review and notate your manuscript with an editor's eye. Then our page designers will format your book to create the appropriate experience for your readers. And if needed, Covenant's talented illustrators will bring your book to life. Most importantly, Covenant Books will help tell your story by printing, marketing, and distributing your book through specialty Christian bookstores and major online book retailers like Amazon, Apple, and many others. Covenant Books, let us help tell your story. For your free author's information packet, call 800-580-1838. That's 800-580-1838. 800-580-1838. Hi, folks. This is George Rodriguez at Conservador. Join us this Saturday at 2 p.m. on KLUP 930 AM radio when we talk with terrorist expert Dr. Jeffrey Atticott. 
about the border crisis on the anniversary of 9-11. We will also speak with Laura Wilkerson, whose son was murdered by an illegal alien, about sanctuary communities. Join us on El Conservador with George Rodriguez on Saturday at 2 p.m. Central Time on KLUP 930 AM Radio, The Answer. Your life is an important one. Here at 930 AM, The Answer, we want to hear how this station is making a direct and positive impact on your life. Each day, our programs and hosts enter your busy world of responsibilities and challenges. And every day, it's our wish that what you hear on this station positively affects you and your family. We may be your main source of much-needed information or We may provide you with a perspective about the world as truthful and timely. Maybe it's giving you unique insights at just the right time. These interactions happen regularly, and we would love for you to tell us about it. Visit 930amtheanswer.com and type in the keyword story for all the details. Then record a video message on a camera or mobile device. For sharing your impact story with us, you'll automatically be eligible to win a grand prize of a $1,000 gift card. Visit 930amtheanswer.com and use the keyword story for all the details, contest rules, and to submit your video. That's 930amtheanswer.com keyword story. My name is Hunter Hayes. I know myself and I know my buzzed warning signs. One shot is about knowing my limits or not necessarily knowing my limits. I start with one shot to have a good time. One of the signs that I'm starting to feel a little buzz is when I start solving not only my own problems, but the entire world's problems. When I know I'm going out, I know I'm going to start with calling for a ride. Buzz driving is drunk driving. A message brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council. Gardening South Texas on 9.30 a.m. The answer, we've got a report on Cultivate. Come grab the microphone, introduce yourself, and tell us how it went. You just talk right in. Yeah. Hello. Hello. I'm Anna Vogler, one of the coordinators for the Cultivate um, Educational Seminar. And it went really well last Saturday. Good. We had over 100 attendees. Good. Um, that attended our workshops. and Did Danny go to David's program? That's what I was going to ask. <laughs> he had a full class. Oh, yes, really? Sir. Oh, well, that's because you no. always give him the littlest room with <laughs> uh, yeah. six chairs in there. Yeah. No, he had over 30. He, he had almost 40 in his. Yeah, wow. sure. And several of them sold out. Loyalty, and you so know, that's a great thing. It looks like they would learn better than we would. <laughs> Everybody loves David. You guys. Well, he, he d- does best with his beer and wine programs. So. There you go. And his bees. Well, he, and then he headed off yeah. to Oregon for his um, hops, all of the hops education. That oh, I wondered doing. why in the world he, yeah. he was into the hops so he, he could get a, a trip. Yeah. out there. Yeah. But we had a great time. It was um, really, really fun to have so many people in the in the building. We had a large expo with um, about a dozen vendors and organizations uh-huh. educating. Uh, Anna, did you notice there was uh, any different crowd than we would usually see in the programs? At um, so we saw many attendees that have been with us from the very first Cultivate. This was our fifth one. 
and I saw probably 20 or so that had been there from the from the very first uh-huh. time. Wow. I know um, that's good. We actually had a lot of students this time um, from both from Palo Alto College and also from the University of the Incarnate Word, which is where the event is held. Oh, that's good. And so that's always exciting. Yeah. We try to get our students out there as well. I noticed you had uh, gardening volunteers in South, of South Texas and the Master Gardeners. Yes. Uh, the gardening volunteers of South Texas have been with us there from the get-go, from the very first Cultivate. Um, we also had um, the Alamo Bees there this time and uh, did they had, bite anybody some, uh. no you know they looked a little irritated because they were not in their normal habitat but they yeah. were uh. they had some people looking at them they're they're always a big draw how yeah. did the bulb bub guy he do? was fantastic he's good very well received yes sir very he's well he's received. a nice guy he's a great guy and he gives a great presentation did he sell, bring some bulbs to sell he had a lot of bulbs to sell Is that and right? he sold a lot yeah, yes, yeah he did great and he sold his book as well. They have the red, so. red uh, rain lilies. They, he did have the red rain. I'm pretty sure that was one that he those sold out. Those are hard out. to find. I think he sold out of those. Yeah, those are hard so, to find. Yeah, he was very well received. He, he gives a great presentation. Good. Good. So thank you all for yeah. your help publicizing that for uh-huh. us. We appreciate it. So next one next year? Next one next year, yes, sir. Right now the okay. date is set for March 21st. Oh, okay. Um, also at the University of the Incarnate yeah, Listen, Milton says, oh, yeah, okay. Like he'll remember. <laughs> we'll help you remember. Yeah, I'm sure they'll tell me. I have confidence they'll tell us. We certainly will. But it's going to be in March? Yes, sir. Okay. Is March it twice a year? Yes, yeah, sir, that's we what do I thought. twice okay. a year. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Yeah. Well, so. you just heard us talking about this, and you decided to, or are you walking around the nursery? I had a little birdie tell me that y'all were interested oh, in the Oh, right. Good. So, okay. Yeah, and we were on our way over. So very cool. Well, thank you, Anna. Yes, sir. All thank right. you thank all you very Thank you for much. coming by. You bet. Yeah, that's very cool. All right. 210-308-8867. Ma'am, did you have a question? Can we ask it on the air? Sure. Grab that mic. It'll be on the air. These guys will be able to hear you. What's going on? Okay. Yep, you're ready. I have a Mediterranean fan palm the fronds are turning brown and dying from the top down my neighbor's gardener told me that there is a microscopic insect that birds can transfer from plant to plant and he said that the palm i lost last year was because of this insect and that uh they've now moved on to a different palm did this guy drink a lot or what what is that does this guy drink a lot? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you know, my my first reaction, and we there's, we would both Jerry and I would ask for more evidence. How long has this plant been in existence? It's established. It was there when I moved into the property okay. about a year and a half ago. Okay. How much water are you giving it? Um, it is irrigated, um, but we've had a dry summer. Yeah. Well, that I would be nervous about. You can almost never kill a palm with too dry, but you uh, I've seen a lot of people react to this dry weather by giving too much water to, to palms. So that, and that symptom you describe is quite often a symptom that comes from too much water or the soil stays soggy. Okay. So, so look, I would look for that for sure to make sure there's not a leak there, make sure oh, you're not it watering it. one the water main for my house. Yeah. And make sure you're not wa- you're not watering once a week or anything, are you? Okay. 
I have been watering because I thought, oh, it's thirsty. Yeah. No. <laughs> no. Well, no. most people think that on, on trees, but the palms are different. Is there a particular fertilizer or plant food that I should give it? Not now. Just leave it alone? Yeah, not with the showing an injury. Like no. that. Yeah, you want it to. I don't know, Jerry. I guess you, you don't. You could water it again, but uh, I, I certainly wouldn't put it on a regular watering basis. You just just watch it, and if it gets really, really dry, you can give it a little water. But you're, you're not going to hurt it anymore by dry weather. Okay. Good. Thank you very much. You bet. Tell, yeah, tell, so tell, tell, me, tell me about this insect the guy said. Was it, was it a mite? I, it's, I think it's microscopic. You can't even see it. Oh, okay. And, and that the wind carries it. And it will move it from tree to tree. Okay. That, uh, what do you do for it? He said that you mix some kind of insecticide, a little bit of this insecticide with water, and you spray it at the top. Uh, no. Okay. I haven't <laughs> met anyone who knows anything about this other than this gardener. All right. Well, that's what happens quite often. Palms are notorious for this. People try looking for reasons. Because their their kind of their growth pattern and natural history is so different from everything else that they're trying to explain in terms that that we normally would explain a plant decline like that. But how long do Mediterranean fan palms typically live? Do they have a lifespan where in seven eight years? No, no, long, long. Not if you don't overwater. (laughs) Well, oh, that that mysterious insect doesn't uh, doesn't kill them. Well, thank you. Thank yeah, you thanks. for dropping by. Thanks for coming on the air. Good question. Thanks. 210-308-8867. Or you're welcome to come on by like that's a nice lady and ask your gardening question in person at 1604 on Boulevardy Road. That's a typical response. And we always see that that first wilting yeah. stimulates Fertilizer and more water. water. <laughs> and sometimes the wa- fertilizer rarely is necessary or important, but uh, sometimes the water is what's necessary. But on a palm, yeah. you don't want to do that. A, pa- a palm and cactus. Yeah. <laughs> the only right. way to kill cactus is with water. People don't say, how do I kill? get rid of my cactus? Water the hell out of it. I'll kill it every time. And maybe use bamboo. To water oh, to kill them. Oh, oh, Claude. Claude told me that. Oh, to water cactus? Yeah. <laughs> I guess he's still alive, isn't he? Somebody said they saw him. I hope so. Moving around. There's uh, <laughs> uh, he's he's ahead of uh, Jerry Parsons' uh, uh, support club. Yeah. Clyde yeah. Thompson, yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and our uh, former... Uh, home economist and uh, county director from the extension. Shirley, Johnson. Shirley Johnson is co-leader of that <laughs> popularity program. Uh, I was looking at, uh, at Neil Sperry's questions and answers and uh, it reminded me of a, a speaker we had in the area that talked about uh, they've got a New heat tolerant impatience. Hmm. And Neil, Neil uh, had a question. Said for the second time this year, the impatience I have in pots on my patio have died. 
I looked closely and found tiny webs. Uh, what caused this? I never had this problem in Spokane, Washington. Oh. Uh, when I grew them there. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, is, is Dallas and Spokane, Washington are pretty close to the same? Well, yeah, let's see. We 105 for a high temperature <laughs> versus 85 for a high temperature. The... Uh, yeah, they uh, they got into the 90s uh, a couple of summers ago, and I, th- I think they thought they were going to die. Spokane, yeah. Uh, Neil said that well, that webbing was uh, was spider mites, and he talked about uh, talked about the spider mites a little bit. Uh, <laughs> uh, Neil said, "I've I've." Having lived in the Midwest for seven years and visited Washington four times, I know that impatients are used a great deal, but they struggle. That's a, that's a good way to put it. They struggle more with our Texas temperature. I don't know. And the nearly microscopic mites really tear into them. Huh. But my wife, Judy, that's one of her favorite plants there, the, uh, and she we go through that right right now. They're really stressed out. Oh yeah. But I, I don't ever remember spider mites being an issue. I don't either. But it, they they get uh, they get to the point where it's too hot at night. They can't function and they they can't bring up the water. Right. And they just they just kind of kind of the opposite reaction that our uh, poems are talking about. Then they just and if you water them, you rot them off. That's right. There you, you just have to hope that. Well, again, you want to leave them. You don't want to overwater them, but they've got to be watered as soon as they, they get dry, and you just hope that the weather cools. So we questioned the seeds, this uh, plant salesperson, had they tested them in Texas? And they said, uh, basically, no. Said they had planted some in Houston, and they did pretty good in Houston. Oh, this is the new. Yeah, a new heat yeah. tolerant impatient. Now we we've had this before. Yeah, we we played this game before, like uh, heat tolerant begonias, and uh, so maybe we'll get some of these to try and uh, test them out, and maybe there's one in the series that'll that'll live, and uh, we'll start recommending that. We're back with Milberger's Gardening, South Texas. Once again, Dr. Jerry Parsons, Dr. Calvin Finch, Milton Glick, and your calls on 9.30 a.m., The Answer. And welcome back to Milberger's Gardening, South Texas on 9.30 a.m., The Answer. Our phone number, 210-308-8867. You give us a call. Tell us what's going on in your gardening world at 210 210- 308-8867. Lots of folks out here at Millburgers today doing some shopping. Uh, most of the folks uh, seem to be taking advantage of some of the uh, items uh, in the color section. Uh, like I see the uh, some she's getting petunias. Is that uh, a straight ahead in that first table? Is that what is that? The the red dianthus. That's what I thought. Okay. Oh, I have a rose question. Okay. So, remember my Belinda's dream that was doing so well? Mm-hmm. It's not doing so well. Belinda dream rose? Yeah. So, I guess... What's it doing? It's turning brown. 
It's in a container? No, it's in the ground. It's really weird. And it's like just on one side, and the stems are still green, but the leaves are all brown. Hmm. Yeah, I'll have to take a picture. Could be cotton root rot. Oh, I don't want cotton root rot. <laughs> no, nobody wants cotton root rot. The, my yard, they're generally declining, but it's more like a little deformed leaves. and. Yeah, it's kind of what I would have expected. Skinny, I wouldn't yeah. I wouldn't have expected whole stems to go brown. Tiny little blooms. Yeah, that's kind of what we've gotten in years past. Well, I'll take a picture, and how do I determine whether it's cotton root rot or not? Well, then the you, whole plant will lie. No. <laughs> and the leaves will hold. You can't cure it. The leaves will hold on after they're after they browned. Yeah. They're dead, yeah. Well, that's what it's doing. But it would be generally a cotton root rot. It, it can kill a half a plant. I've seen it kill a half a plant a lot of times. The other half live. And the other half live. Oh, how weird! Really? Yeah. Okay, no, I'll take that. a picture of it and still have. The, what about the green stems? Is that a sign of? Mm-mm. No. Oh, and here we on have, the half that's that's wilted and got brown leaves on it. It's got green stems. Yeah, yeah, it's dead. Oh, okay. So don't worry that they're green. Yeah, right. Wow. So if I cut them back back a little bit, they'll be brown on the don't inside. Don't cut it. Don't don't do anything to it. Okay. That definitely not to something until you clarify what it is. Poor little Belinda's dream. <laughs> Well, we, it was a good plant. Well, we. I'll take a picture I mean, tomorrow we, and show you. It'll just teach us to, um, just to depend on your, you know, say Milton has changed his ways and. <laughs> are, I know. Just to grow everything living. in containers now. No more putting them in the soil. <laughs> the yellow rose yeah. is still doing great. Looks terrific. Good. Now that's, that's important one. Yeah. It's not. It's not unusual to have. A, if you've got a number of roses to have some, quit performing. The tough, tough roses are more inclined, but hybrid tea roses are notorious. Oh for, yeah. You know, if you got a, a bed of twenty-five, you can expect to be replacing two or three, a year at least. At least. Okay. And Calvin writes in his uh, this week in the garden spread wildflower seed this month. <laughs> oh wow! Okay. To produce spring blooms, the soil can be disc. Like Calvin. How many gardeners have a disc? But that's all. John you, mentions showing, that all the time. You, <laughs> you showing you showing your farmer upbringing here. I actually, I, I think you uh, you mentioned. Oh, well, don't more be often. putting it on me. More I've, often. I've already forgotten about it. Yeah. <laughs> well, he he mentions disc when I when I emphasize the fact you don't have to do any soil prep. Right. Yeah. Uh, but, but you but disc disking works pretty slick. Uh, they'll do that for uh, like a big. If they're going to do a portion of a field for right. blue bonnets, and then you get your germination rate. Of, you just want to rough the soil up a yeah. little bit. So that, that that seed actually touches soil. Yeah. And there's full sun. You know, there's nothing in between right. it. I had uh, one one gardener uh, wrote an email asking about, well, after he spreads the seed, can he c- cover it with uh, mulch? And I, that's the first. I think that's the first time I've kind of experienced that. I said, no, no, 
I suppose there's a few of those seeds that might deal with mulch, all right, but not. Yeah, blue bonnet should deal with mulch. Yeah. Now, if they, yeah, if I guess uh, if it's true, well, depending on how much, how deep, and how what kind of mulch it yeah, is. Yeah, that's true. Coryopsis, I wouldn't ex- no. expect. Uh, poppies, I wouldn't expect. Uh-uh. Uh Larkspur, maybe. Yeah. yeah. I see. I see that uh, that uh, we've got petunias for sale, mm-hmm. and uh, a lot of people, <laughs> a lot of people don't think about planting petunias in the fall, but they bloom up to the first frost, up to the first hard frost, and then the plants won't be killed unless it's an extremely hard winter. Uh, but they won't bloom in the winter like a pansy and stuff will. Even snapdragons have that kind of a pattern, yeah. pattern but not quite as severe as petunias. But when they go through the we- when they go through the winter, uh, those plants go through the winter. They'll bloom their brains out in the spring. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, so there's an advantage. To we had we had we had a bit. Yeah, it's a, it's an advantage to put them out. It's a uh, a lot of people don't think about petunias in the fall, and uh, but uh, we had a we had promotion on that thirty years ago, forty years ago, and uh, uh, actually got pe- told people that they're going to look look pretty bad during the winter, near after the cold weather comes, but the plant will live. And uh, the one that was selected uh, was Laura Bush. Oh wow! Was Laura Bush out of out of that? Uh, so it was actually selected for winter hardiness. And uh, uh, also also heat tolerance. But uh, they go through the winter pretty good. They don't bloom in the winter. Uh, just like all petunias, but uh, they're they're very hardy and and do pretty well. Now I guess we should have maybe had a petunia, a petunia promotion or something, but and grown some Laura Bush. The uh, but uh, you can get seed from uh, Wild Seed Farms. Mm-hmm. You can get it in pink and purple. I'm, I'm t- not purple. Uh, uh, lavender, it's, it's lavender I yeah. guess it is. And uh, we, I, we took our took our blue bonnet seed over to Wild Seed at Eagle Lake yesterday. The white stuff. The white stuff. Uh oh. And so I told them we had a had a deal going that I needed them to clean that seed as as soon as they possibly could, and I'll go back over there and get it. And uh, we'll start our little red, white, and blue uh, All right. deal. But uh, they yeah. were they were telling me they they grow those uh, Laura Bush petunia seeds over overseas in greenhouses. And uh, they they said they actually grew some maroon blue bonnets in the greenhouses overseas. Oh. So uh, to get some seed because the seed is very uh, very scarce this year. Of course, we'll have we'll have some because uh, our, my our volunteers uh, harvested them uh, this this last spring. 
but uh, they were saying that they they dropped the uh, they were growing white white laurel bushes and uh, purple laurel bushes, and they had to drop the purple and the white because of uh, growing conditions. The white wouldn't come back true, oh. true white. It had some pink in it. And the purple wouldn't produce seed. It was almost sterile. So, uh, and that's unusual being out of the lower bush. But uh, they still got the regular color lower bush, uh, purple lower bush. I mean, uh, lavender lower bush, and uh, and the and the pink. And if you if you wanted to try them in your landscape, uh, you could order seed from Wild Seed Farm. Now and plant them now. And I think we have them here too. Seed? I think so. Okay. I'll, yeah. We'll double check. But I, it's, I think it's like it's like larkspur. Yeah. Um, they'll come back year after year. My, I've got uh, I've got at least one lavender plant still blooming and uh, one pink plant still blooming. And larkspur? No, no. Or uh, bush. Or bush. Oh, okay. Petunias. But I, you know, usually I'll have uh, seven or eight of each. Yeah, each uh, they'll plant. they'll they'll drop a lot of seeds. Yeah, and they'll find a place. Yeah, uh, that's what's cool about them. Yeah, that's why I like them because they yeah. they're kind of a surprise come next spring. <laughs> um, and uh, whatever happened with the purple blue bonnet? Wasn't there a purple? purple? Hey, wait, it didn't sell. Oh, really? Yeah, we we've still got purple, but uh, huh. Uh, I gave Greg Stephen F. Austin didn't. Yeah, I gave Greg Grant all my purple seed. Uh, I scarified it for him and gave it to him. I don't know what he's going to do with it. So, but, uh, so if we get people to I, vote, didn't sell. Wow, that's that's surprising. Purple didn't sell. Huh? That's why I was asking about the the blue and the, yeah. the blue sales. Uh, but uh, sure. a lot of times the white won't sell, and uh, of course the Aggies buy all the maroons and maroon reds. But did you want us to have people call in and vote if they wanted? No, purple? no, no. <laughs> it's over. It's, it's over. <laughs> uh, John, if you go to Wild, if you travel up to Wild Sea tomorrow, uh, John Thomas is giving his uh, presentation from two to four. 2 to 4 p.m. daily, starting yesterday and uh, going on today as we speak. And uh, we'll be going on tomorrow for the last day, talk about how to plant wildflowers. So that would be interesting to hear. Yeah, and if uh, if you do that, or even if you don't, if you uh, are interested, we've talked a lot about the blue curl Wildflower and John. Yeah, he said that's on his seed right. Yeah, right? he's got a couple, a couple of versions of uh, that that uh, genus, uh, but uh, that that's one of the best butterfly plants around. Uh, so latch on to some of that seed. Buy buy some if, uh, either on the internet from Wild Seed Farms or go visit and listen to John's presentation tomorrow and uh, pick up some of the seed too. It it uh, produces uh, nectar producing. Uh, uh, flowers, they get about three feet tall. They'll grow in the shade or the sun. Bloom over a long period. They start early and they bloom over a long period. So it's a great transition plant in terms of nectar uh, to, to uh, into the zinnias and into the uh, 
um, oh gosh, uh, help me on this, the plant that you think of as the best, misflower. Misflower. Oh, yeah, misflower. Yeah, yeah we always talk, talk about the all-star flowers being zinnias, misflower, milkweed, and porterweed. Yeah. Uh, and this uh, blue curl is probably one, too, and it fills that early gap because butterflies, will, if the nectar is available, butterflies will fly 12 months out of the year here. Huh. So get, latch on to that seed. You won't be sorry. I... Uh Coming by the butterfly garden out there, guess what's putting on the biggest show out there? Emmy birds. No, uh, porterweed. Porterweed. Oh, you oh, can yeah. actually <laughs> plant. Yeah, you can actually see it from here. I, I mean, that thing is full bloom. You it's, know, even though there's one bloom per stalk. Yeah, uh, it's showy. Is that it? Through if you look through the arbor there, yeah, the is red. that the, the red? Yeah, wow. Mm. So you, you know, you joke sometimes. Oh, you could see it from from a hundred yards. Well, we're about fifty, sixty yards, and you can see it. And it's funny this year because the red is performing as well as the purple. And you remember that first year, the purple was yeah much taller. larger, taller, and the and the red dwarf was comp more compact and more intense. But this 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 year it's yeah that red that red yeah. out there is pretty tall and the red is uh, and I've seen it in several gardens the red is just just as large and showy as the purple. I wonder if they used a growth regulator on it last year. I don't it know. Would have made it shorter. Yeah, they and more uh, compact. It was uh, we didn't get access to it until late yeah, last yeah, year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This year it was available early. But anyway, I was I was surprised to see it uh, sh- that red flower. I love the red. Is yeah. it really showy? Yeah. And if you want, uh, it's worthy of. Uh, I've got a little bench right there by by my porterweed because I, I don't think I've ever seen a flower where you have hummingbirds, bumblebees, and, <laughs> and giant swallowtails argue or fight over the nectar. Oh, that little flower. Yeah. On that long stem. Yeah, and they're all. They're all after that nectar source. But uh, as Jerry uh, found when he did a little research on it, uh, there's a, a thought is that the nectar is so intense. Yeah. I mean, it's uh, really potent. So they all uh, find it worthy to do battle over it. Uh, Kevin, the article was is talked about today in today's paper, Section B. Uh, with a huge hummingbird picture of a hummingbird that we don't have around here. <laughs> yeah, from, maybe from uh, Venezuela. Yeah, but uh, that's a good picture. That's a weird-looking feeder he had, too. It doesn't look like the kind we sell around here. But uh, anyway, he talks about uh, uh, hummingbird attractors in the garden. And he mentioned uh, Mexican honeysuckle, Cape honeysuckle, zinnias, porterweed, four o'clocks, salvia, lantana, shrimp plant, turch cap, and esperanza will be visited by the migrants. Uh, I was glad to see you put turch cap in there because the turch cap. Uh, it blooms all summer, but it really shows out in the fall for some reason. Yeah. It, it blooms a lot more in the fall, and it blooms in the shade, too. And I've 
I think it was a, on a master gardener field trip. Lots of years ago, we went to Santa Ana Refuge down there on the, co- on the uh, border. And that's where I saw uh, a, a planting of Turk's cap and just loaded with those hummingbirds. Is that right? Yeah. I said, how, how are they getting that, <laughs> finding that nectar in there? That boom is so... Well, they, uh, they've got that long beak that they can get down in there. So and they, they, uh, yeah, they, they, they can handle that uh, They give, give it a lot of attention. So, yeah, it's a good one. It's a good, uh, if you need something to fill sp- space in the shade, too, uh, Turk's Cap's a good ground cover. Yeah. So it's not a formal, but it'll grow to... Uh, and poor soils like mine, it grows to about three feet tall. Yeah, Greg, uh, Greg Grant bred uh, working with breeding turks cat, and the uh, he crossed the uh, the Mexican turks cat, which had a huge bloom on it, but only blooms in the fall, with the uh, our little one. Uh, it has a smaller bloom. And uh, I, I was looking at his uh, selections up there in uh, Nacogdoches, and uh, he uh, he had one that I I felt I really liked because it was a ground cover Turks cat, and that stupid thing would would grow normally in the nursery, and then when you planted it out. After after it got to a certain height, the whole plant falls over. Hmm. It but doesn't die; it just spreads as a ground cover there. And but it was uh, didn't didn't look like it was like it was wounded. It, no, spread, no, no, spread like a lantana yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would be good. <laughs> well, we we have some at the greenhouse, and uh, I just haven't promoted it. Uh, uh, like like we probably should. I don't know if people would be interested in a ground cover Turks cat. Well, they they might they they use it a lot for the three foot ground cover, but they they might be even better and more useful if it's a lower one. Yeah, and uh, if you got a you know a large lot and a lot of sp- space under big trees yeah along the fence line or something that would that be a great place yeah and the deer in some locations won't eat it don't don't eat it don't it seems like in my neighborhood they don't they don't like it and they'll eat it if it's droughty if drought oh out. they're right okay shrimp plant the same kind of yeah but uh that's a that's a good cl- plant and you you'll be seeing more of it this fall, now that fall weather's here, uh, because fall the weather, berry, huh? berries are so red. I hope not. The berries are pretty and red. I think there's also a, a yellow one. I, I don't. I don't have the yellow one, but I think I. Well, wait a minute now. One. We better look and see, <laughs> because we we went uh, like four weeks <laughs> a few years ago talking about yellow shrimp plant. <laughs> And I was hard to word to find. Well, yeah, and then somebody had to tell us it was right in front of the <laughs> of our t- uh, studio right here. Hey, speaking, well, speaking of yellow, yeah, you want to take a break? Or did, you y'all, wanna... did y'all did y'all walk by those? Uh, uh, not Duranta, but uh, Esperanza. They were Duranta. 
Oh, they got I, the berries? But the berries, the yellow berries. you see uh-huh. them? No, I'll have to go by. That's full of solid huh. yellow berries. Very cool. All right, now we're going to take a quick break. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. we got more of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up live from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Boulevardy Road right here on 930 AM, The Answer. Hey, it's Milton Glick from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 and Bow Road. Hey, listen, it's time for fall gardening, and that means fall and winter vegetable gardening, and it means fall is time for planting of trees, especially if you're interested in fruit trees and citrus trees, because right now at Millburgers, hundreds of fruit and citrus trees have arrived just in time for fall planting. Here's something that'll make you feel good about that. When Millburgers orders these plants, the plants they sell you at the nursery at 1604 on Boulevardy Road, They consult with the experts to make sure these fruit trees and these citrus trees are trees that do well in South Texas. So you can go in with confidence knowing you're getting a great product. And coming up on September 21st, that's next Saturday over at Millburgers, it's Fall and Winter Vegetable Gardening taught by David Rodriguez. This free seminar is going to be from Saturday from 1030 until noon over at Millburgers at 1604 on Bull Road. And for more information, go to MillburgerNursery.com. Lifestyles Unlimited is the real estate investor education and mentoring group that has been taking people by the hand and teaching them how to invest in real estate for over 28 years. Our students have been so successful at creating wealth and passive income that they have won local, state, and national investor of the year awards 12 of the last 12 years. It's easy to see why Think Realty Magazine named us the best in the U.S. If you're ready to add real estate to your portfolio, go to lifestylesunlimitedmap.com to access our free live training event schedule. This is Hugh Hewitt for townhall.com. Protests have continued in Hong Kong, even as the territory's chief executive, Carrie Lam, formally withdrew from consideration the bill that would have allowed residents of Hong Kong to be extradited to China for criminal trial. Yet, just a day earlier, China's President Xi reiterated his call, as the Wall Street Journal reported, for a determined fight to overcome any risk or challenge that endangers Communist Party leadership or harms China's sovereignty and security. So, who to believe? What should we expect from Beijing regarding Hong Kong? The only certainty is that the People's Republic of China is playing the proverbial long game. In response, we need a long-haul policy of containment and coexistence, speaking firmly but without provocation. Beijing is developing another 100-year strategy. Our response will require doing more than words. It will require ships and submarines, missiles and planes, and a cyber and a space force. Is the United States really serious? Xi is watching what we build, not what we say. Publicpolicy.pepperdine.edu. Terrorism, economic uncertainty, nuclear instability. The United States faces these and other global dangers nearly every day. And while it may seem like the international threats are beyond our borders, we face even greater risks against the U.S. Constitution and the rule of law here at home. These dangers plague the bedrock of our great nation and threaten to destroy our way of life. Now it's time to energize San Antonio's conservative and Christian base and protect our conservative ideals. Join 9.30 a.m. The Answer on Tuesday, November 5th at the Norris Conference Center for Countdown 2020, The War for America's Soul. Speakers Dennis Prager and Sebastian Gorka will give you perspective and insight on what's at stake in the upcoming election. Get the information you need to give intelligent answers to the assaults from the far left by joining us November 5th for Countdown 2020, The War for America's Soul. Visit 9.30 a.m. The Answer. 
Jollyweekend.com to purchase your tickets today. We're here with Charles Jolly of Advanced Custom Windows. You describe yourself as detailed and efficient. What does that mean? In our in-home consultation, we ask them what they want and what they need and answer any questions along the way. Essentially, our products sell themselves. I am only there to help educate and make sense of all the options and numbers that many people may get lost in. That's why when you choose Advanced Custom Windows, you're making the smart choice to clear savings. Advanced Custom Windows, 866-239-9220 or online at advancedcustomwindows.com. To Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, on 9:30 a.m. The answer. Karen is with us. You want to grab the mic? Okay. <laughs> I don't know if she wants to. So she has an Esperanza question. Yeah, I'd like to go ahead and plant an Esperanza bush. And how long do I have until I have to clip it down, or what do I have to do if I'm going to plant it now and just have a short period of time of life left? You don't have to cut it down, ever, ever, unless it freezes back. And uh, at law, I, I, I walked by the Esperanzas out there a while ago, and uh, they're full of blooms. As long as, well, it's it's pretty safe to buy an Esperanza here because you'll get Gold Star Esperanza, the one full of bloom, and uh, it should keep blooming until uh, you're gonna leave it in a container for a while and then put it in the ground. You're just gonna put, you just going to put it in the ground? I'm putting it right back in the dirt. Okay, okay. It'll, it'll adapt and uh, keep it watered, real water real well, until uh, it gets established, if we don't have rain, which we don't. We will. <laughs> but we will. Uh, thank you. Sooner or later. Yes. Thank you very much. But, not, uh, not unusual to make it to Thanksgiving unless we have a yeah, record yeah. low like we did last year. And you'll see some of them if it's if it's a mild winter. They're they're as tall as the fences. Yeah, the tree, the, small tree. Yeah. Uh, they. Uh, then we, we we'll talk about this, and then the next thing we'll know, we'll have a, <laughs> a freeze like we did last year. Yeah. They're, they're, uh, they the the old Esperanza, uh, the old variety of Esperanza we used to use, only bloomed in the fall. So a lot of our listeners have uh, Esperanza that hasn't bloomed this summer, and uh, they, it's not Gold Star. So, uh, uh, but the Gold Star and and those. Non-gold stars bloom better in the fall. They bloom in the fall. Now they have to be in the sun, and uh, you can put them straight in the in the dirt. But uh, water them, especially during this dry period, uh, and once a week, and and water them at the base of the plant till they get root system established. They're tough plants. Cool. Thanks. Thank you for coming by and visiting with us today. <laughs> All right, 210-308-8867. And like Karen, you're welcome to come by and ask your gardening question in person at 210-308-8867. I was looking at uh, where it seemed like fig is the 
main topic of the day, uh, somebody wrote Neil and said, uh, I'm in the military and have just lo- relocated to Texas. I now own my first fig tree. Ba boom. Boom boom. Uh, <laughs> it's like law and order here. Yeah. Uh, it it was it was badly overgrown and leaning around a corner of the house, I guess, to reach sunlight. They'll do that. All plants will do that. I have pruned the trees that were shading it. Oh, man, this guy's going in, into this fig deal. Uh, does it need to be pruned? Does the fig need to be pruned regularly? And does it need to be supported? And thanks. It needs and, to be, does it need to be thanked? Huh? Supported and thanked? Yeah. Uh, you have to thank it? <laughs> thank you, Fig. I think I remember Neil's answer, and I think I like it. I think it was. <laughs> yeah, it's good. Yeah. No, don't cut it. Yeah. yeah as, as for figs, in our ideal world, they would grow in a, ro- in a roomy location where they could mature at 15 or 18 feet wide and never have to be pruned. And be that tall, too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, then then Neil says that, uh, said that uh, a lot of people have figs up next to their houses. I guess we planted them there so they wouldn't freeze. Uh, so plan B, Neil says, is to remove as little of the growth as you can can get by with and always prune flush with other branches so that you don't leave stubs. Uh, new, gro- new growth will always be strongly vegetative, which means it's going to be reluctant to flower and produce fruit. You ever seen a fig flower? A fig flower? Yeah. You mean in terms of a showy flower? Or? Neil said reluctant to flower and produce fruit. Well, just a... I always think of anything that's preliminary to fruit as a flower. Yeah. But uh, not... It not doesn't... Sh- the doesn't flower, you eat the flower. Yeah, it's not showy. When you, when you open a fig, uh, all the ones we grow around here, you see those little hair-like structures in there? Those are the stamens and the pistils hmm. of the flower. The texture. So you eat... The, yeah, the texture is the flower. Um, so uh, I, I think I was trying to remember if you. I think if you uh, cut it at if you uh, limit the size at the by cutting the branches at the base, that stimulates a lot of t- new yeah uh, new base growth too. So you yeah once once you start cutting, it's it's hard to stop it from being interested in vegetative growth at the expense of uh, yeah. blooms or, and fruit. Keep the plant moist at all times. Mulch it well and avoid high nitrogen fertilizers, again, to reduce the tendency towards strong vegetative growth. And also, you need to kill all the mockingbirds in your yard. And the other birds that, that may that? eat the fruit. What is that statement that we... <laughs> the views of the host, are, <laughs> Dr. Parsons, are purely his own. Yeah. And not in Because those birds uh, get those figs. Well, and they, they uh, 
in a re- really good year, <laughs> you, you don't mind sharing. Yeah, they'll, they'll eat. Uh, yeah. They'll eat uh, what you can't eat. And then last year, though, they uh, did a pretty good job of eating everything that ripened: <laughs> mocking mockingbirds, cardinals, blue jays. Gosh, yeah, a lot of species. And some some people don't. I don't know why, but some people uh, a bird will not eat uh, green fruit, a fig. What they do to test it, they they peck at it. They peck a pile of plates out of it. So if you come along after the peck has occurred, uh, you can know that that fig is pretty close to being ripe. And, uh, but most people don't want to eat the fruit because it's got a peck in it, Milton. Can you imagine that? What do they think? The bird spits in there or what? <laughs> I don't know. Got diseases in there? <laughs> but anyway, uh, you can enjoy figs. Forrest Appleton has got a huge fig pushing his backyard. And uh, and he always furnishes me uh, a fix when we have a good fig rig, which is always you, you want in a rainy spring. But you want it early, after uh, because when the figs start ripening, if if it's rainy, they're rot. So you advocate getting along with a state bird rather than <laughs> killing it or getting rid, getting rid of it. No. Oh dear. Oh. Again, uh, I have used netting. Oh, okay. I've used bird netting over the. Bush, oh, uh, but most plants. Have you? It's yeah, a pain, it's pain in the butt. Yeah, to but most feet. most plants are so big you can't can't cover no. them. But uh, and a lot of people want to prune it back to where they can reach the figs at the top. Yeah. Now that's where you get that uh, vegetative growth uh, coming around. And the, squir- oh. the squirrels get their share too. Yeah, yeah. No, and nothing better than to have a squirrel tangled in your bird netting. <laughs> I, I've never had it on a fig, but in a peach tree, sometimes yeah. they'll get. And oh. that's that squirrel meat tastes just like figs. Does it? When they it eat that figs. There, are, sweet, there sweet. are recipes that have figs. Well, yeah, oh, is that right? Yeah, we've got the recipes on plantanswers.com. And it recommends feeding the squirrel figs before <laughs> you teach them to swim. No, I, no, you, but I, I you think do. they just let, let them do that naturally. Yeah, you I do. see. Okay. You do put figs in the recipe, though. Hey, but thought, if you do catch a bird, yeah, in the in the netting. Uh, you have to explain to the bird he's not to do that again. Uh-huh. And I, f- I find the best way to do that is uh, beat his head on a rock and then hang him in the netting. We need that disclaimer just ready for out. Uh. Just, just... <laughs> The, what? Views, the views of Dr. And Parson the, are purely his own. The, the, then when the other birds see the, that bird hanging in the net, uh-huh. That deters them. I see. Doesn't it? There's scientific evidence of this. Oh, this? Yeah. oh. We, yeah. We do that with crows and uh-huh. everything else in Tennessee. Oh, okay. Well, coyotes. The, uh, yeah, coyotes. Yeah. There you go, Calvin. But I have 210 210-308-8867. <laughs> <laughs> Um, maybe we can do is uh, I have an I have an interesting idea on the disclaimer. Some, now. We, we can talk about 
I would just remind everybody but that plan answers and on our show we emphasize <laughs> attracting and supporting birds yes, and other we do. wildlife. <laughs> sure we do. Yes we do. Well, we I support them on the netting. Well, I, know, I've got with a, their little beaks on there. I've got a think a similar question but a different plant. Okay. So we have a fence line of ligustrum. Disgustrum. Yes, I know that's what you call it. <laughs> and, and berries. What's that? They had little fruit on it. Oh, well, yeah. I and guess then it, the birds eat the berries uh, and drop them everywhere. Don't go back to the birds. Oh, okay. This isn't about the birds. So it's gotten real tall. Yeah. And it was a screen, and now it's no longer a screen. What is it now? Oh, you mean because you can... Yeah, you can see through it now. The, it's tall. The, it is at the top? Yeah. And I cut it in half. Well, I was going to say, can you cut it so that it doesn't yeah. grow up? Or no. no. Okay. If but you it, if you cut it in half, it'll bush out. Yeah. Bush okay. Out. All right. Where do you make the cuts? Just anywhere. Uh, well, ligustrum, it's usually best about two inches off the ground, <laughs> from the ground. And it'll come back bushier. <laughs> it'll fill out those but two I, inches. But I, I, I would cut it in half. Okay. And any any time you can make thinning. How tall is it? Is it a big hedge? Oh, yeah. It's taller than I am. That's not saying much. Let's see. It's uh, it's about four to five feet above the fence line. Oh, it's yeah. A, it's a, you know, a chain link fence, and then. Yeah. Yeah. What were you going to say? Anytime you can make thinning. Did, well, did y'all plant it or the birds plant it? No, no. It was, no, the the owner, uh, the Laura. Okay. Laura you can make a pretty, they're, they're not too fussy. You can cut it. Almost straight across, and then go back through and get. Oh, that's a good stubs, idea. Get rid of the stubs. Okay, I like that idea. Yeah. So make some some plants don't respond to it that way, but uh, augustrum is yeah. pretty easy to prune. All right. Well, if there are any bird lovers still listening, we encourage you to stay tuned for more <laughs> of Millburgers Gardening South Texas. Yeah, what, what was that person's name? That was uh, Jerry. Uh, Dr. Jerry Parsons. Parsons. Right. Send your emails and. Pictures to Dr. Jerry Parsons. <laughs> Y'all uh, try that bird netting. I'm uh, hanging them in bird netting. Uh, that works. And we'll be back after this. So much for us God, talking about how, how responsive and environmentally. <laughs> oh, he loves the sparrows. <laughs> and he's, roaches. He's, he's all over the sparrows and roaches. One <laughs> mockingbird makes him angry, and he's done a vengeful spree. One of my, one of my the best gro- grape grower of months and grapes and. Texas used to say, five dead mockingbirds make a make a grape crop." Wow! If he if he could kill five mockingbirds out of his vineyard, he'd have a grape crop. Otherwise, the birds would get them. Okay. And do you know that's one of the main reasons that we don't we we used to have uh, vineyards uh, around San Antonio. Uh, oh wow! And actually, wine making place. Hmm. And that bird, those birds put them out of business. That couldn't control the bird. So you're not a big fan of the state bird? No. Okay. They're, they're vicious eaters. 210-308. I agree, Al. This is getting depressing. 210-308-8867. we got more of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up. Live from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Bull Road. Someone's got to save us and give us a call that doesn't involve birds. Back in a moment on 930 AM. This is The Answer. 
Hey, it's Milton Glick from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 Ambo Road. Hey, listen, it's time for fall gardening, and that means fall and winter vegetable gardening, and it means fall is time for planting of trees, especially if you're interested in fruit trees and citrus trees, because right now at Millburgers, hundreds of fruit and citrus trees have arrived just in time for fall planting. Here's something that'll make you feel good about that. When Millburgers orders these plants, the plants they sell you at the nursery at 1604 on Boulevardy Road, They consult with the experts to make sure these fruit trees and these citrus trees are trees that do well in South Texas. So you can go in with confidence knowing you're getting a great product. And coming up on September 21st, that's next Saturday over at Millburgers, it's Fall and Winter Vegetable Gardening taught by David Rodriguez. This free seminar is going to be from Saturday from 1030 until noon over at Millburgers at 1604 on Bull Road. And for more information, go to millburgernursery.com. If you lease office, warehouse, or retail space for your business, you already know that leasing rates are going up. You don't want to overpay for your space, but it's hard to avoid when the landlord holds all the cards. Hi, I'm Scott McMurray and the founder of Bottom Line Realty Advisors. We work with professionals and business people who want an effective strategy for their next real estate decision. Whether leasing or purchasing commercial property, it affects your bottom line. The landlords have representation, and you should too, even if you're a good tenant and have no plans to move at all. You're the most vulnerable to getting a really bad deal. We never represent landlords, but stay on your side. Call me, Scott McMurrian, and we'll work to get the landlord off your bottom line and find out why we don't cost you a dime. 210-535-7800. 210-535-7800. BottomlineRealtyAdvisors.com. Bottom Line Realty Advisors. We get the landlord off your bottom line. Your life is an important one. Here at 9.30 a.m. The Answer, we want to hear how this station is making a direct and positive impact on your life. Each day, our programs and hosts enter your busy world of responsibilities and challenges. And every day, it's our wish that what you hear on this station positively affects you and your family. We may be your main source of much-needed information, or we may provide you with a perspective about the world that's truthful and timely. Maybe it's giving you unique insights at just the right time. These interactions have happen regularly and we would love for you to tell us about it visit 930amtheanswer.com and type in the keyword story for all the details then record a video message on a camera or mobile device for sharing your impact story with us you'll automatically be eligible to win a grand prize of a thousand dollar gift card visit 930amtheanswer.com and use the keyword story for all the details contest rules and to submit your video that's 930amtheanswer.com keyword story if you're age 59 and a half or older with a 401k plan and still working, stop what you're doing and call Big State Financial today at 210-373-6000. There are benefits with age, and this is one of them. At 59 and a half, you're entitled to new opportunities in the investment world that can save you thousands in 401k fees and dramatically reduce your risk of a market correction. You've worked and saved, and now is the time to protect your retirement savings. Call Robin Hoppus at Big State Financial today at 210-373-6000. 
2000. The five years just before and after you retire are critical. Do not put yourself at risk. Robin and her team can show you how to secure your nest egg and ensure income streams for life. Call Big State Financial today at 210-373-6000. That's 210-373-6000 for your free retirement readiness review. That number again is 210-373-6000 or go online to bigstatefinancial.com. That's bigstatefinancial.com. Back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, on 9.30 a.m., The Answer. And I think that was played in honor of Eddie Money, who passed away yesterday at the age of 70. Is that right? Is that right, Al? Not to correct me if I'm wrong. That's right. All right. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. Toll free, 866-308-8867. Neil had a, uh, another question that was sort of interesting. Oh, good. I have seen from my years of questioning, I have seen from my years of living here that red tips, red tip fortinia, do well for several years. Then leaves end up turning red and the plants die. Is there anything we can do to keep this great privacy plant from developing the problem? And if if there is, what is it? And Neil answers, red tip fortinias probably shouldn't be described as great. <laughs> uh, this, uh, this is endosporum, endosporum fungal leak spot, and it's caused red tips to become very poor landscape investments from coast to coast and all across the south. Unfortunately, no one has found a preventive measure and no one has found a cure. Once the plants start to develop the maroon spots on their leaves, it's a slippery slope to the finish line. So uh, keep that in mind. I, I know people that have young red tips, smaller red tips, are uh, are very happy with them. They're, they're pretty in the spring. But uh, as they get older and as you have to cut them back, they're small trees. Red tifidias are. And uh, that that tends to aggravate the the problem. Hmm. But anyway, that's what Neil says about them. And Calvin says in his uh, This Week in the Garden, to determine if brown areas in the lawn are due to drying, hand water every other day for a week. If it greens up, the browning is caused by the hot, dry soil. If there is no response, suspect chinch bugs and consider applying a soil insecticide. Um, my whole lawn was browning. <laughs> yeah. It was browned up, and sure enough, when the rains came... Did it green up? It greened up a little bit. Wow. I mean, it's still brown, mainly brown. Yeah. 
with their greenish sprouts in there. Ours, ours that was kind of greenish brown is now green and and you know, yeah, lo- it looks softer. It doesn't look as crisp. Right, and, yeah. right, right. Well, and that's typically a, a Bermuda grass response, as you. But uh, zoysia is notorious for these little oh, sp- yeah. spots, and San Augustine is kind of halfway in between. You can have, uh, you know, you can see where the sun, there's this, kind of this magic amount of uh, hot sun when it's dry like this. And it'll be brown, uh, straight, you know, straight edge, edges. It'll be brown on one side and green on the other side. And uh depends on how much rain you've had, whether when that uh, green part starts to turn brown or if it stays green. So it is a, it's a little difficult. The easiest thing is if we get some wonderful rain and cool temperatures and get to enjoy the green lawn again. Yeah. I was going to see what the uh, weather forecast called for. Let's see. End no the, rain. End uh, no, week. Monday, 30% chance of showers. Is that right? Yeah. Monday 30. night, 20, 40% on Tuesday. Uh-uh. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's weather.gov. <laughs> it's the National Weather Service saying this. There you go. They can't be wrong, can they? No. Well, we better confer with the president. To there make sure. you I'm go. I'm going to talk to the Sinisa and see what they got to say. I'll report <laughs> back tomorrow. Well, you say there's some blooming, right? Hmm. Well, yeah. The, uh, the yeah. uh, Lynn Lowry lecture is full bloom out there. Looks like... Uh, Highs in the mid nineties, lows in the mid seventies, all all through the week. Okay. Um, um, well, and then the, the nighttime temperatures, yeah, down, it's gone down. That those few uh, degrees really makes a difference. Doesn't on the plants. Yeah, and uh, just out there, if you working in the yard, and the evening is almost pleasant. The morning is yeah, kind of yeah. Pleasant. The mornings have been pleasant. In our uh, things to do. This week, yes. Uh, dig and divide bearded iris. So you you dig them and divide them now in the fall, and uh, you leave a leaf on them, right? And then uh, that's the way they're sold in the nursery. Yeah. With a, a portion of the green leaf on there, and then trim them back into into half or less, back to a third. The good news is that you, you can store those. Yeah, those things will store forever. Well, not forever, but they you can go all through the winters. Best if you can replant them yeah. relatively quickly in the fall. But uh, I've I've stored them through a full year and planted them, and they they've come back. Yeah, if you have rhizomes left over, give them to friends or discard them. Don't overcrowd them. Rhizomes must be shallow. And barely beneath the soil surface. And they make a good ground cover. Yeah. And they, the deer, uh, the deer don't you, eat them. Usually, it's just amazing to me that that foliage and the the blooms. They don't seem to have, be interested in yeah, blooms. Yeah. Yeah. There's a big planting of them uh, that Forrest Appleton showed me in Hollywood Park. Uh, right at right in the in the front yard. Uh-huh. And uh, they've they've divided them and put some in the backyard uh, under under shade trees, and they they don't do as well in the shade, but they will uh, do do real well in the sun. And that that was a be- I took some beautiful pictures there of that bearded iris. And I like I like them as a ground cover in the uh, summertime in the, in too. The, so yeah, yeah, the foliage. They stay green. Yeah. 
little bigger. And it's a different different uh, texture than our usual ground covers. It's different than the lantanas or some of the other hot weather ground covers. And they, uh, 12 months out of the year, they're a pretty good color. And we talk about uh, fall perennials are being sold in stores, including chrysanthemums or mums. They're on sale here. They're for sale. For sale. Yeah. What? Yeah. Oh, the, uh, I was thinking of the 10 for... Yeah, they are on sale if you buy 10. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Well, anyway... So uh, we've got a good three ninety nine, and then ten for thirty five dollars. Yeah, we've got a good supply of those too. Different colors. Great to great to plant around. I guess we'll be getting uh, pumpkins in here pretty soon. I bet That's they really right. grow. They grow real well with pumpkins. The moms do. Oh, go go well with them. Yeah, it's yeah, go grow real. Well. They grow real well. Yeah. Well, I guess that must be, yeah, that's the start of the old pumpkin bed over there. <laughs> I'll have to go to um, my psychology class so there that they go. can keep me calm in terms of the kids throwing the pumpkins over I there. I think we ought to get Calvin a bullhorn, one of those, uh, <laughs> you know, yeah. so he could yell at them from here. Oh, that'd be nice. Uh, <laughs> I guess, they, I guess they won't let me use those uh, <laughs> those lasers. Yeah. No. They? they won't let you use a taser anymore. No. Right? No. <laughs> no, they, Charles just is, it, Charles it, is really getting... Yeah. You know, he he doesn't hang coyotes on the fence anymore or anything. <laughs> it's amazing how how many don't break. Those pumpkins, uh, those little, little medium-sized ones, that's the little kid that kids can pick up. Yeah, well, and the kids. And they, they pick them up and drop them. That's yeah. what Calvin was talking about. Yeah. But, the, but, the, uh, goes but it's better. I, I'm te- I tease about that because the kids enjoy them so much when they can. You know, look at them and yeah. pick, pick the one they like and see which one they can pick up and heavy. So it's I mean, it's worth it to let them go through them. It makes it for interesting live radio, though. Yeah. <laughs> so when you're sitting there going, and so... Hey, punk. Yeah. What, <laughs> so what you want to do with the mums is you want to get them in the ground now. Hey! Hey! Okay, put that down. <laughs> I'm going to come over. Don't make me come over here. I'll do it. <laughs> Yeah, uh, and uh, but they've got uh, what what I th- think is cute is because uh, they always get some of those little bitty Jack Jack be little or mm-hmm. whatever pumpkin, and uh, the little kids like those. Oh gosh, yeah, they like to because they can carry those. Yeah, yeah, and have their own and, own pumpkin. And actually, you could almost bet on it. If you see a, a little wagon go by and there's a kid, there's all the different size pumpkins, but there's definitely yeah, little ones. Little ones, yeah. <laughs> uh, I haven't heard how the pumpkin crop is going to be. Uh, I haven't heard any report. We grow, either. We That's grow our we grow our pumpkins oh, up minute. in the panhandle. It's only September. Yeah. Yeah, it's not even the middle of September. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I'm sure we'll have an article in the paper about the uh, pumpkin. But anyway, uh, that's coming up pretty soon. And uh, the fall asters grow well with those. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, well, well the fall asters will be blooming pretty soon. The October, Michael November. Master, yeah. yeah, Michael Mass Daisy. Uh, and and then the Mexican bush salvias and Mexican mint marigold. Yeah. They're in the foliage looks good in the certified butterfly garden. 
They they bloom generally after the fall asters. Right, right. But the uh, Mexican men, marigold. Yeah, yeah. But they're uh, they're another kind of change your focus in the fall because they're so spectacular. Yeah. The difference with them is that the deer don't eat those. That's right. Where they'll they deer will eat, them. Deer will eat fall fall asters. All right. Okay. Go ahead. No, no, we just about run out of time. You want to? No. Right. Uh, I was just reading this. Blue bonnets and other spring wildflowers in, uh, can be planted now. Buy, the, buy acid-scarified blue bonnet seed for most uniform germination. That's that's. Uh, it's Neil talking. I think most of the places are that sells uh, blue bonnets. Including Millburgers. We've got oh, yes. Right, here. right. All right, well, we're going to begin to wrap up for the day. We want to thank you for listening and being a part of the show. But you know what? We're back here tomorrow. So you can come on by and visit with us at 1604 on Bull Road. Thanks to uh, Anna Vogler, who came by was yeah. Right? And, Anna, uh, yeah. and visited with us. And thanks to Al back at the station for doing a great job getting all your calls on the air. I'm Milton Glick. We'll see you tomorrow at 1604 on Bull Road on The Answer. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.